Hi, listeners. I hope you're all hanging in there this week. I know we're in the middle of some stressful and uncertain times. I do welcome you, though, to Season 3 of Look to See Me, a podcast that invites you to look closer at the lives of people around you and take time to hear their stories. I'm Chris Peppel, and today I'm going to talk about all that is good. I want to start this episode with a poem since April is National Poetry Month. I wrote this poem in March of this year as we're all staying at home and, uh, you know, a lot of us are staying away from our normal business activities. And I'm in with my two young adults who are trying to figure out how to do their college classes from home. There's so many things we're all having to figure out how to do differently. But in the midst of that, I want to reassure us that there is still good. This poem is simply titled, Now. In the stillness of now, we are the sharers of grace. We are the holders of hope, the bearers of love, the messengers of all that is good. And we know the good exists and is there amid the fears, the fear of the unknown future and the worry over the known today with the grief over all that has been lost. But not all has been lost because those of us slogging through the swamps of uncertainty still carry the light of love to all we find on this journey. Finding others through closed windows and through the screen that glows softly as I search for hope in messages from those known and those newly discovered to lose the loneliness in this time. And the phone calls matter now, with voices sharing memories of gatherings that no longer exist and school halls that are empty and churches that sit silently in the storm. But we are the church, and the educator, and the joy sharer, and the memory bearer, and carry on for the sake of all that is good. There is so much that is hurting us right now, but there is also so much that we can still identify as good. I have used this time to do a lot of listening. I have a diverse online friend group and have spent time reading their social media posts and blog posts. I've chatted with people through Zoom meetings. I've participated in several online church meetings. I've realized that I've also found a core group of people that I can identify with. We share many of the same general beliefs and think think alike on many issues. One of the key reasons that I find joy when I'm reading posts or having conversations with some of these people around the country is that we share a common definition of what is good. Now, that seems so obvious if you look at this on the surface only. I mean, don't we like to hang out with people who think the same things as we do? But I'm not talking about what food is good or what movies are good or what music is good. That's just a bonus for me if I'm with people who have similar likes in these areas. I mean, after all, isn't life fun when we like the same pizza toppings as the person sitting across the table from us? But this past month, I've been thinking about how people define all that is good. I hear people debating if the economy is the goodness that we should strive to protect, if our local or our national governments are representative of all that is good, if our healthcare system defines or protects all that is good. Now, here's where conversations normally break apart and often end. We disagree over one of these topics, or we make these topics an either-or choice, as if two of those things can't be good at the same time. We ask people to choose one or the other. I have that happen 
all the time in conversations. People assume that if I define one thing as good or one group of people as good, that I am negating the goodness of another group of people. And that's, that's just not true. When we say all that is good, that all is so important. I mean, any of those things that I listed, uh, are any of them really representative of all that is good? I have listened to many people and read many books. I read my Bible. I read the writings of many religious leaders, not just in my own faith, Christian, Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, many others. I have thought long and hard about what I consider to be the good in the world. What I will choose to love and be a voice for as much as I am able. I think we all need to use this time to define what we will stand for and what we define as all that is good in this world. For me, the first part of goodness is people. All people. I love the diversity of people I have met over the past few years. For so long, I will be honest, I was in my own little world with very limited interaction with people outside of my circles. And then I found the rest of you. I heard your voices and saw your talents. You taught me to dance to songs I had never heard before. You painted pictures that I could have never imagined. You hugged me and laughed with me. You shared your sorrows with me, and together we discovered new joys. I heard others say, be careful, you know how those people are. But what's so funny is that I do know how you are. You are beautiful and strong and courageous and gifted and curious and loving and struggling with so many of the same things I struggle with. But you are a part of all that is good, and I am so blessed to see that now. I am blessed that I opened my heart and my eyes to see beyond the walls I had previously hidden behind. I am blessed by the diversity of friends I have. The next part of goodness for me is community. We are stronger together. We were meant to be in community with each other, sharing laughs and joys and sorrows and hurts. We each have strengths and gifts that make the community stronger. Each of us has something we bring to the table, and each of us is worthy to have a seat at the table. When we exclude others from the table, we break this community and a chance for growth and love for us and for the person excluded. The next part of goodness that I hang on to is love. Love is what ties people together in community. Love is what keeps us going. Love is what makes us stronger and heals us. Never let someone tell you that you are unworthy to be loved. Walk away from anyone who says that until they can see that you are beloved. Because what they say is not true. You are loved and you have love inside of you. It's there even if you have been hurt and can't feel it right now. It's there. And let's talk about passion. When I talk about passions, I'm talking about recognize that which you feel deeply about. I'm talking about the personal gifts and longings inside of each of us that we can either use to build up only ourselves or that we can use to strengthen both who we are and build up those in our local and global communities. What do you feel passionate about? What insights and gifts do you have that make you feel the most alive when you engage them? And how do you use your passions? When you use them for others, that becomes part of all that is good in this world. 
An architect can design both their own castle and a humble home for someone who doesn't have one. A pilot can fly their own planes only or can also fly a patient to their next treatment site. An accountant can keep their own books and work for business purposes only or they can donate some time to mentor others in financial matters. Following your passions and using your gifts should be life enriching to both you and others. That's part of all that is good in this world. Nurture the gifts that you have and use them for good. Let them build you up and bring you joy and let them allow you to share that joy with others. And I can't end this without talking about compassion. Compassion is extending my passion and love to others. Compassion is a true concern for others. If we have compassion, we must be listeners. We must hear the stories of others without listening only through our life experiences. I know so many people who say, but I can't understand that. Open your heart. Open your eyes. Open your ears. That understanding will come when you listen. We must accept that things happen in this world that we have never experienced and have not yet previously understood. But when we deny someone's story, when we try to deny their truth, we cause a deep harm in them and in our community. We create a brokenness. We cannot define another person based on our own experiences and beliefs alone. We can't deny a life event because we didn't see it. Abuse happens even if we do not see it. Abusers exist even if they seem nice to you. Racism is real. Poverty is real and occurs for many reasons. Homophobia is real. People being beaten because they disagree with uh, because others disagree with them is real. Hunger is real. Child abuse is real. Sexual abuse is real. We often don't want to admit that someone is experiencing any of this because it's hard to hear and because then we must admit that our silence played a role in allowing that to continue. Compassion is the opposite of silence. Compassion is the opposite of refusing to accept someone's story. Compassion is the opposite of looking away or of an inaction or of not being a part of the solution. Let's all use this time to define what we know is good in this world. Let's be part of that good. Let's love. Let's be part of the healing and part of the compassion and part of the growth and part of the table building so all can have a seat with us. Your challenge this week, write down all that you think is good in this world. Then look at that list compared to what your personal faith says is good. Look at that list and ask how it lines up with love and compassion and hope. Look at that list and ask how it is life-affirming and life-giving. Hang on to all that is good. Now is the time to embrace the good, share the love, offer hope, enable healing, and find joy and love and hope for yourself in the process. Thank you for listening to this episode of Look to See Me. I hope you tune in again soon for another episode. Stay safe and stay well.